welcome to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle Wind in Stormwind, I go for a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Today we're going to be going over with the Wrath of Lich King obviously being released uh, next Monday, so a few days time. Yeah, it literally is a few days time, three days uh, as of recording this and this uh, uh, podcast going live. It is three days until Wrath is out. We're going to be looking at what to do before Wrath of the Lich King has been released. And these are things that you can still do within the three days. As always, though, we will be starting with the weekly news for retail. And uh, I will be getting into more retail stuff as and when it is appropriate. There isn't a lot happening around retail right now. So it's very tough to talk about it. But... We will be getting back to that as well as uh, some Wrath of the Lich King news and stuff here and there. So with the weekly news, we have Aronamonos, Morgeth and Antros as your three world bosses. Uh, Morgeth and Sanctum of Domination being your fated uh, bosses and raid for this week. So all of the loot in there has a higher item level. Make sure that you do these raids. Get your anima to get your you know, pieces of gear that you need, any conduits, etc. Battleground bonus event for this week, so you earn more honour when competing in battlegrounds, winning or losing. Arathi Blizzard is your brawl for this week. This is a very uh, a snowy affair, we'll say. There is a lot of uh, snow you can barely see about 20 yards in front of you, so it makes for a very chaotic fight and very fun times. We also have the Mythic affixes for this week, which is Bolstering, Quaking, Fortified and Shrouded. Bolstering, whenever you kill a mob, uh, they basically let out a roar. So any mobs within a certain range of them, 10 yards I think, uh, get a damage and health bonus, uh, 20%. This stacks uh, indefinitely, essentially. So you want to kill everything very quickly and very evenly. Or just pull very few things, but you probably want to going to do the first thing and pull a lot of things quickly. Quaking, just make sure that you are spread out from one another and you are not casting when the quaking is about to go off, as it interrupts spell casting. Fortified, the mobs in the dungeon that are non-boss enemies uh, are a bit tankier, so make sure you bring some. Uh, builds to deal with these big packs and uh, kill the mob packs very quickly and then you have shrouded the season 4 affix where there are nathrazine mobs hiding amongst any mobs within the dungeon and once you kill these then you get a stat boost and this can go up to about 30 percent ish the uh, Spell, yep, that's the word. The spell that we're going to be looking at the history of is Shadow Fury. It isn't something that has gone through many changes, but it is a very uh, impactful spell for Warlocks, even to this day. So it was added in patch 2.0, and that was in Burning Crusade. A month later, its cooldown reduced, or cooldown reduced to 20 seconds from one minute. It now properly benefits from intent. Uh, intensity talent so increased damage and stuff like that and then in wrath it got its first major change it can now be casted while moving 
and its stun duration has been increased up to 3 seconds from 2 seconds. Then it got changed in Cataclysm a couple years later. Now a tier 5 talent, uh, down from tier 9. It also now deals 600 to 700 damage, down from 900 to 1100. So quite a significant, significant change in terms of damage, purely because the stun effect is what you wish to use this for. It got its next change in Mr. Pandaria, again another two years later. is now available to all specialisations as a talent. And damage and mana cost has been removed. Its cooldown is increased from 20 to 30 seconds as well as getting a new icon. Now this is very important because, you know, the damage was also a very nice bonus to it. It's come a stun which was very impactful for Warlocks. Not everything sort of had a stun around this time. You had Mages with Deep Freeze, you had Rogue Kidney Stuns, you had Stormbolt for Warriors. I don't know. Death Knights had their Ghoul Stun. You had uh, Boomkins with their Bash and their Maims. You had everything that had a stun, essentially. So they were kind of chopping down the amount of crowd control that is within the game at this point. And then two patches no two expansions sorry had passed before it got its new change so four years later its stun duration was increased to four seconds from three seconds so four seconds done it is now a demonology and destruction talent only but it has a 1.5 second cast time now instead of an instant cast which is massive it's a better stun but you know that it's coming so you can pre-pop something and stuff like that. And uh, I think it's in a very good place now. But once again, it is just something that's quite nice to be added to the game and hasn't had much of a change. It's actually very rare that something hasn't had much of a change. If you look at the treants that have gone through so many changes, if you look at even every single like racial in the game has probably gone through loads of changes apart from like Orc. So there's been loads of changes to everything and this is one of the spells that has gone through the least amount which is actually very nice to see. They kind of got it spot on when it was first introduced almost. So that's always really nice. But what do you want to be doing before Wrath of the Lich King releases? Ultimately we're going to have to be journeying from level 70 to 80. So... A few things that you can do beforehand include everything that to do with the game, essentially. We're going to start off very simple. It's something that I did very recently, as of yesterday, when I was playing. And that is simply preparing your character. I was going to say prepping, and then I was going to say preparing, and it kind of went preparing. So yeah, that was a bit weird you heard that then well done but yeah it's preparing your character essentially you want or this is my personal uh take on it every time there's a new expansion i like to sell everything that's in my bags i like to get rid of all of the quests in my quest log apart from a couple like battleground ones that i keep because well i still do battlegrounds and it's always useful but I always sell everything in my bag apart from the set essentials. So I have on my Boomkin, for an example, I have water and I have some mana pots that I have left over. I've had hundreds of mana pots 
So I may as well take them into Northrend and use them in dungeons, questing, whenever I need them. I also have my Feral set for my dual specialization, which is going to be very important because I might need to be tanking uh, every now and again. I might need to just be a Feral DPS as some things might be immune to magic. You know, very situational things occur in Northrend and doing uh, content, dungeon content and stuff like that. So it's always good to have that. But apart from my feral gear and some water, I have my hearthstone and that's it. I've completely prepped my character. I've cleared out my bank as well, so I can have some uh, Wrath of Lich King reagents in there. I obviously have my bank ult, which I've sent everything to, uh, such as Northrend herbs, uh, Azeroth herbs, Kalimdor Eastern Kingdom herbs. Absolutely everything has been sent to the bank ult. And I have done this for all of my characters. I've got how many six seventies? I've got my boomkin, my mage, my hunter, my paladin, my shaman, my warrior now, and I believe there's one more. Can't quite remember. But about six or seven level seventies, I've cleared all of their banks out, cleared their quest logs, got them completely cleaned and ready to go into this expansion. So this is something that I would recommend doing, getting your character prepped so that you're not running around while Northrend's, you know, accessible, clearing your bank and, you know, your bags and all of that stuff. It's very nice to just be able to log on and go straight to Northrend without having to do any of that sort of preparation. So with that being said, you can obviously do other things such as professions. So professions right now are going to be very important. They become very, very important in Northrend, in um, Wrath of the Lich King, especially ones such as engineering. Alchemy is always going to be an important uh, profession as you need flasks, you need potions, you need elixirs constantly. But engineering is going to be one of the biggest chain uh, game changers in Northrend. I have recently switched my druid over to engineering and sort of paid about 2,000 gold in order to get the materials that I need to get me up to scratch, which is a lot of gold. I will say that. That was not easy to come by. But um, with engineering, I'm going to be able to get Jeeves, which is a portable uh, repair bot, as well as a bank. I'm going to be able to get a lot of engineering, you know, gadgets, such as the Goblin Glider uh attachment on my cloak, rocket boots on my boots, uh, goggles so that I can, you know, get a really good headpiece from the very start. Uh, You can get loads of enchants as well now from engineering. So they become very, or engineering becomes very important in Wrath of the Lich King and possibly one of the best professions. So it is very much worth looking at getting it, especially if you do PvP as well. It's a very potent profession and it is very very useful but once again you can just go with any sort of profession that you wish alchemy or like i said the elixirs flasks and stuff you can go for tailoring for the mounts because you can get your flying carpets you can get level 80 gear if you're a cloth wearer such as a priest warlock mage you can get a lot of stuff to utilize or to let's take a quick break 
Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes, it doesn't quite work. And you, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative a construction off the <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely entirely check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now progress your character end game when in northrend because i believe the cloth you still get the uh, daily cloths that you make in northrend so that's always going to be important. You're going to have a daily cooldown. So there is many, many different things to look at in terms of professions. And this includes gathering professions. If you have mining at like level 300, you want to be going around Outland right now and leveling up that mining so that when you get to the max level mining, you're ready to just instantly go to Northrend, get the master, you know, artisan mining or whatever it's called and then start leveling up there and uh, these uh, materials that you get while mining while herbing will be very valuable just in terms of raw gold and in terms of their raw uh, value essentially at the start of every expansion is insane so you want to be looking at your professions and getting them up to date ready to go into northrend you can also go, if you have done your professions, you can also look at battlegrounds. Battlegrounds are a great way of gearing your ults right now. If you're looking to change ults and sort of experience how your potentially new main will fare in PvP, then this is probably the best time to do it as you get a lot of honour and a lot of the gear that you can purchase is very good through the honour for a very cheap price. And yeah, it's a very good time to look to switch your main if you are on the fence about certain uh, classes, essentially. I'm very much on the fence about what I'm going to main as my alt. I know that my main is going to be a boomkin, but I don't know if I want to main or have my main alt as my mage. I might think that I want it as my shaman instead because shaman is a very good caster class and they get lava bursts, they get hex going into Northrend, so they become very potent, very... Uh, well, they haven't reached their full potential in Wrath yet, we'll just say that. It's a very good way of experimenting with the classes that you potentially might not have liked in TBC, but you might, you know, find a connection with them in Wrath of Lich King. So it's very good to hop into the battlegrounds and get a really good feel for the new sort of changes that have happened to each class. We also have raids. Now, with there being one lockout until the raids, or the uh, the start of Wrath of the Lich King, that's the word that I'm looking for, we only have one more sort of week to do raiding. This is raiding for Mount Hyjal, Black Temple Sunwell, Arazan, uh, what are the others? Serpent Shrine Cavern, and I believe that's it. 
Zolomon is a three-day lockout, so you can technically do two in this time, I believe. But yeah, you essentially have one more week of raiding before Wrath of the Lich King is released. So it's a very good time, like I said. Try and pump damage on classes that you don't necessarily think that you would enjoy, but you might find that their playstyle is completely different now in Wrath of the Lich King. So you might actually find that you relate to this class quite a bit and you really enjoy it. So raiding is definitely a good way to get, you know, some a little bit of gear, especially if you're looking to do Karazhan, as you have the uh, uh, new boss where you can get the Arcanite Ripper. And this is a once in a lifetime thing. It goes away at the start of Wrath of the Lich King and it has the unique effect of obviously you playing a, a guitar from the Torrin Chieftains in game and stuff. So it's really cool and it's something worth trying to get before it is gone forever. Uh, you can also test out your dual specializations for your mains. So for my Boomkin, I've already tested out my Feral dual specialization. I've got an entire Feral set and it's very good to try tanking, to try Feral DPS. I have yet to try Feral DPS actually. I have tried Feral tanking. But Feral DPS gets a lot better when it hits max level because you have your Savage Roar, you have your AoE with your Cat Swipe and stuff like that. So you have a lot more potential uh, at Feral DPS uh, at max level. But I've had the experience of uh, tanking, essentially, and I find that I do enjoy it. I just needed a bit more gear. I might enjoy healing as well, but you can play around with it with dual specialization. You can even have two of the same, like, um, what do you call it? Specializations. So you can have two Boomkin, like you can have your Boomkin main spec and Boomkin as your off spec, but you just switch it up. You can have a PVP Boomkin and you can have a PVE Boomkin. It's one of them things, you know, it's your dual spec to do what you want. It does cost 1k, but it is very worthwhile uh, if you tend to switch out your, uh, what is it, talents very often. Because eventually, if you keep switching out your talents, you're obviously having to go back to a trainer, having to pay the uh, retrain cost constantly, and that will uh, always increase. You will eventually hit that you know, 1k or above uh gold total so it is worth that dual spec if you are someone who likes to switch it up constantly gold farming is also another uh, thing that you could do before wrath of the lich king released the main thing about gold farming is the fact that you want to use this time to uh, make gold purely on the basis that when you hit level 80 you've already made the gold that you need to buy the flying in northrend but you can also buy flying for your alt characters in Northrend. You can buy a tome that allows them to fly at level 68 in Northrend and you just send this over to the character. This costs about 1k gold, so it isn't cheap by all means, especially if you have multiple alts that you would like to level very quickly. Uh, essentially... Gold is always going to be a very important thing in WoW. But with regards to Wrath of the Lich King, it becomes 
easier to get gold, but at the same time, you don't necessarily want to worry about it. So the more gold that you have going into Wrath of the Lich King, the mean the less you have to worry about it at endgame when you're looking to do GDKP runs or you're looking to buy, like I said, the tome to allow your alts to fly in Northern or even just to buy epic flying for your main character. It all costs gold. It all has its value in the game, such as materials down to, you know, buying stuff off of the uh, innkeeper like water and uh, food. So it's not a bad time to do some gold farming going into Wrath of the Lich King, because once you've got your gold and you feel comfortable with the amount that you have, you can just freely level without having to worry or having that thought of, okay, I'm going to go broke if I buy this, so I'm going to have to save up a bit more, and, you know, that kind of thing. The last thing I would very much recommend doing before Wrath of the Lich King is mount farming. Now, a lot of people might think, well, there's not that many mounts in in Classic, and you are kind of right, but you have Brewfest, which is currently uh, ongoing right now, so you can get the Kodo and the Ram from Corin Diabrew. You can also get the Zulgarub mounts. You only need a team of three people. You need a tank, a healer, and a DPS. Go into Zulgarub and try and farm the Panther and the Raptor. You can farm Anzu uh, daily. You have a druid that can summon Anzu. Um, this is from Sethic Hall's Heroic. You can obviously walk into Magister's Terrace Heroic as well and farm the... Uh, Strider, that's what they're called. So there's many different mounts, as well as Stratholm, actually. The Baron mount, which is very prominent and very, very cool. It's one of the mounts that I've always wanted and I have got recently on retail. So I'm more than happy with that. But, yeah, essentially mount farming is in the game. You've got Tower Bucks that you can farm in terms of rep, Winter Spring Frost Saber... Uh, all of the different factions that you have, so the Mechano Striders, the Rams, the Nightsabers, the Horses, the Elix, and then for the Horde you have the equivalent of Kodos, the Undead Mounts, uh, you know, etc. So there's a lot of mounts to actually farm, you just need to look at the game and see that there is more mounts in TBC and Classic than you originally thought. You might think, oh, it might just be few mounts that we can get in classic no there's actually teens of mounts that you can get you just have to farm it a little bit and they're not necessarily easy to get but they are available to you uh the pvp mounts as well Sixteen thousand, sixteen thousand honor that's all they cost i can buy all of them with my like the amount of honor that i have on my druid right now it's really not that tough to farm that, especially in Warsong Gulch, where it is the call to arms and they've actually sorted the um, call to arms like honor that you get. So the, for the past few weeks, uh, we've had call to arms every weekend, whether it's Alteric Valley or either Storm and stuff like that. But whenever you would win a game, you were meant to win 1000 honor or when you lose a game, you were meant to gain an extra 500 honor. They haven't implemented that correctly, so you weren't gaining anything for a win or loss, but they have now fixed it this weekend, so you can gain insane amounts of honour just from winning or losing a battleground. An example of this is I usually get about 
1,000 honor for a really good game of Warsong Gulch. A really good game, very quick game, but also loads of kills. You know, that kind of thing. This evening on the call to arms, the very first win I got, I got 3,000 honor for a five minute game. That's how insane that is. That's how insane, like, the call to arms difference makes. So you can easily get these mounts and it won't take you any time at all. It might take you an hour or two of farming, if that, because these games are really fast usually and people are just looking to power through the games at the moment. I'm looking to have a bit more fun with it and not necessarily power through games because I don't necessarily need the honour. But yeah, you can get so many mounts right now and it's something that you can do going into Wrath and you can get like the Kodo, like the Brewfest Kodo. You can go into Wrath riding a Kodo as an Alliance player or a Ram as a Horde player, something like that. So it's sort of a power move to have one of these mounts at the moment while they are still fresh. Like I've seen people riding around on the Drake, not the Bronze Drake, the Albino Drake, I think it is, the White Drake. And that is how you... Uh, the way that you obtain this mount is to collect 50 mounts. So I've seen people have that already, and that's like a real power move. It's like, yeah, I'm already flying a drake. What are you doing on your, you know, pathetic griffin and something? So it's like really cool, and it's a real power move. But it is something that you can currently do in the game, and there are more mounts in Rathal or in TBC and available to you right now than you think, such as, you know, another couple of examples are the Netherwing Skyguards. The, you know, like, I forget what they're called. Oh, I was going to compare them to something, but I've completely forgotten. But you also have the Netherwing Drakes and stuff like that. So there are loads of mounts that you can get, and they are definitely not to be overlooked. But that will do it for this week. Thank you all very much for listening, as always. Do sure, be sure to check out the Patreon for ad-free content. It's always going up there weekly, so... Would really appreciate it if you guys checked it out, as well as all the Twitch, YouTube, absolutely everything going on all the time. So thank you all once again for listening and go with Valor, friend. Goodbye all. (laughs) 